Good evening, you mob, and welcome back to the Applex podcast. Proudly brought to you by our great sponsors, Toyota Forklifts and also SES Australia. I'm your host, Matt, from Toyota Forklift Outlax, and joining me tonight is again Brother Sean from Game Changers Podcast. How you going, bros? Yeah, good, brother. How are you? Good. Thanks for jumping back on. Uh, before we before we kick off, bros, um, any any updates on the podcast? I was watching the one the other night with Brother Ronald and um, the other fellow there. Um, anything else coming up? Uh, we've got Scotty Briggs is going to jump on next week, so hopefully Wednesday we've got Scott. Um, yeah, and the grand final up here in the, in the Newcastle area is next week. So South Newcastle won through, beat Cessna Kesti, so they'll be facing Maddie and them. And I haven't had a look in, to see whether Ron and them won through the grand final. Uh, they played today, South Grafton. So. Yeah, right. And I think just a few other ones I've seen just in the last couple of hours. I think Redfern got up in their uh, grand final. I think they are playing Maddo. Tigers, I think it was, and um, I think Narwin won their knockout, uh, that won their grand final, sorry, I uh, don't know who they play, I think it was Inverell, so yeah, a few grand finals happening around. Yeah, nice. um, we'll, uh, we'll get into it in a sec, um, this will probably be our last week of discussion topics, and then sort of as we've done last year, we'll have a bit of a whip around of the, the smaller knockouts, have, have a bit of a look at the teams confirmed for the smaller knockouts, have a bit of a yarn with those ones. So we'll get that in next week. We'll still have yarns about the um, team news and anything uh, for the Koori knockout before we get into it. Um, this week, there's been some more teams confirmed for the big knockout. I think it brings a total up to 61. So there might be three more spots left um, from, from what I've seen. So there's a peak hill side. Um, do you know much about that one, brothers? Anything about that side? Nah, not not about that side, but I remember um, the Tonga boys playing with Pete Gill a few years ago out of Dubbo, so yeah. uh, don't be surprised if, if a couple of them boys jump in and play. Yeah, Tabulum Turtle Divers are there. They've been saying for a number of years they're going to go back, uh, but they're finally there, so I think Uncle Steve Boy Walker's um, running that side and a few others there, and I think they actually made, might have made the grand final last year in the Lismore knockout. So Tadalum will be coming pretty strong, so it'll be good to see. you probably see Roy Bell there running with Tadalum if he's running with his hometown. So, um, yeah, good luck to Tadalum. They're going to be there. Um, a side I don't know too much about, and I hope I pronounce it right, the, the Gummel Eagles. Gummel Eagles. So I don't, don't really know where they're from or too much about them. Uh, the next side is Generation Kangaroos. I think they are out of Sydney, that side, and they've been attending a few of the Battle of the Countries knockouts there in the Illawarra. So um, I think they're out of Sydney, that side. Could be wrong. Um, Corey Brothers United, that's Corey Pierce's side. I think we spoke about them um, a few weeks back, but they're there. And Gumbangi Rams. So uh, six more teams added, and I think there might be three more to go. Um, just want to quickly touch on just, I think Newcastle All Blacks put a post out probably about an hour ago, and I'll quickly read it out. A um, couple of weeks ago when we when we talked about the suspensions in the knockout on the podcast, Jake rang me about an hour after the podcast, and he, he sort of said something along the lines of this, but I didn't, I didn't really sort of gather too much from it, or I didn't really sort of get got what he meant, but, but it sort of cleared up a little bit from this um, statement they've put out. So, they're saying suspended players are not allowed to play in the Koori knockout um, unless a player has been given an exemption letter allowing them to play from their league or judiciary. Um, 
New South Wales Rugby League are covering insurances for the players uh, only with an exemption. If, a, if they can't get an exemption from their league or judiciary, they are not allowed to play in the knockout. So how Jake was sort of explaining it to me uh, a couple of weeks ago was, um, I think if you've got a suspended player, I think it's like the chairperson or, or the board of the, the group that you play in needs to provide a letter to the to NAB or New South Wales Rugby League to to allow them to play in the knockout. So, yeah, a little bit of a loophole to, to previous years, but we'll sort of see how it plays out. Um, obviously, it's going to be very interesting that there may be some groups very supportive of this, but then you may have some other groups that may not want to get involved in it. You're done over, you know, like it's going to be uh, interesting to see moving forward. Yeah, I talked to him Friday night and he, he mentioned that to me. Um, he said that there was a bloke at New South Wales Rugby League that um, has been there for a little while and he's been pretty tough on it in previous years, but this year, um, you know, they listened to, to the committee, I think, at Newcastle All Blacks and, um, yeah, they sort of said what, what you just mentioned, obviously, that if, if the judiciary of that group or the board of that group uh, believe that it's only a minor offence and that it shouldn't stop them from playing from playing in the knockout, well, um, yeah, they'll make the call on that. But he talked a little bit about, you know, yeah, minor indiscretions, yeah, two or three weeks maximum, so only the small ones. Remember, we talked a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, obviously, we... We talked about suspensions are suspensions, but there are small ones and there are big, ugly ones um, that, you know, you just don't condone at all. Not that we condone any, but that was what he talked a little bit about was the severity of the incident and obviously the length of the suspension. So if you've got any more than two or three, I don't think it's going to happen for you um, yeah. based on yeah, severity of it as well. And the hard part is, you know, it's about a month from the knockout. There's a lot of groups now that's probably shut up shop for the year. You know, they might have had their grand finals and they might be waiting around for their AGM to, to re-elect their new board. You know, it, it, I, I don't know. It may be tough for some players to maybe get onto their groups now um, at the back end of the year trying to get some paperwork through. You know, they might, I don't know, like I don't know what the process is. They might have to take it to their, their board meetings if they have them to, to look at this. You know, player A has done this. Do we, do we want to grant this to the player? So... Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how it plays out, but um, I think fairly positive. Um, you know, we spoke about this a few weeks ago, and if, if there's a, you know, um, a, you know, groups out there that want to allow their players who are suspended to play for, you know, if they got um, suspended for just some minor stuff, then that's good. I think that's sort of the discussions we were having. So we'll see how it plays out. Yeah. A uh, little bit of team news. Um, last week, Tomcat got messaged while we're on the show. Um, I think it was the Burke Warriors group chat. Um, so there's a few names in there. There was uh, Brian Walsh, Tyrone Rock Walsh, Luke Walsh, Kobe and Tony Pello, Paul Roberts, Ollie Pascoe, Heath Gibbs, Jeremy Thurston, Kaya Cooper, um, I think Braden Trindle, Alex Renane, um, Cameron Dennis. I, th I think we sort of knew most of them sort of fellas would be there. Um, I think you said a few weeks ago that we... Um, was here and originally that um, Kyer and Braden would be there, but I think most of them guys have been there for a number of years. Paul Roberts would be a big pickup. I think he I think he started in seven last year for the South Coast Black Cockatoos, so he big pickup. Uh, Paul um, Ollie Pasco plays some um, Q Cup footy out of um, 
out of uh, Wynnum Manly. I think he was there last year with them too. Really handy hooker and lock. Um, yeah, Burke going to have a really strong side. A um, lot of halves, a lot of backs. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, you spoke about it last week. Just just a, maybe a bit of a question mark on what forwards are going to bring, you know? Yeah, exactly. And then I, I know um young fellow by the name of Matt Milton, who was playing up in the Q Cup as a fullback, um, his name was mentioned as well. Because I think um, Tony Tony Pello was playing with him in the Q Cup um, and his name was mentioned. So he was a fullback. Obviously, Tony plays fullback or in the halves. Um, can cover hooker as well, I suppose. But he was another name that was mentioned. And I know he's sought after and he's probably been named in a couple of other, other sides as well by the sounds of it. But that's mm-hmm. another name to add to the mix. But again, he's a back. Yeah. 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 Um... A little bit of news out of Radri Aboriginal Rivers. I've heard uh, that Jesse Ramian may be there. Um, I think we spoke a few weeks ago about um, about the team list for Castle Ray, um, and he wasn't mentioned by Sampo when when he was saying the team list that, that they had. And um, so it sounds like he may end up uh, at Radri. So another good pickup for the Radri side. Yeah, good source told me that. Him and Bryden will be at Wiradjuri Rivers. So, um, yeah, they're going to be strong. Mm. And I'm hearing, um, I'm, wait, I'm waiting to hear there may be another high-quality player um, in talks with at the moment. So maybe maybe a bit of a scoop for next week if uh, if I get the go-ahead to, to, to announce it. A <laughs> uh, little bit out of SAB, hearing the... Uh, uh, extremely experienced dummy half Rex Johnson's going to be there um, playing dummy half for SAB. Played in um, played in that really good Waterloo side of 2019. I think that Memorial side where all the where there was Foxy and all, all the Carboys there. They I think they made the top four uh, 2019 at Tuggera. Um, so he'll be there. I did actually hear as well. Uh, Fuller Beal may be there as well, um, but who knows? He was with Burke last year. Um, so we'll sort of wait and see. And there's a few other names being yeah. tossed up. He's got an affiliation with Burke, obviously um, pretty good, uh, pretty close with Marky. But um, I think his missus also from out Termola. So he's played at Termola and then obviously um, played a lot of footy up the North Coast. So he, he'd be pretty close with a lot of them bagel boys as well. So um, yeah. strong, strong player, obviously um, younger brother of Kirtley. Mm. Uh, good knockout player, yeah, fella. Yeah, 100%. And um, again, a few other big names I'm hearing at SAB, but uh, I just want to wait for a bit of confirmation before we um, before we say that one. But they're, they're, they're sounding strong too. Um, a little bit of news. We sort of spotted, spoke about that Corey Brothers United a few weeks back. I'm still hearing those rumours that they had those handful of... Um, Strong Q Cup and, and um, possibly NRL players. So we'll wait and see how they play out. But, um, yeah, if anyone's got any team news leading in, please send it through and we'll we'll put it on. We we promise won't, we won't say any more PJ Gordons because <laughs> it, it was a bit fiery. He reckons, um, he reckons it was Jake that sent the news in. So <laughs> I reckon it was. Uh, um, uh, what about... I'm hearing a little bit of news that mm. Whack um, might have Jackie Whiten as well, if obviously doesn't get through. I don't yep. know if that one before. 
Um, I thought he might have went to that Wadri side as well, because um, I think his brother played with Nanima last year. Is that right? Yeah, might have. Yeah. Yeah. Not too sure. Either Nanima or, or the Wiradjuri Rivers side. So I thought he might have went across there, but I, I think he's got a strong connection with uh, Maddie and them. I think they manage him. I uh, found out where Gara Barker is. Um, yeah. He's going to the Emus. He's going to play with his cousin, Jaram Haynes. Um, yep. A few of the boys there. I think um, TRD, Tyron Roberts Davis, and um, yeah, a few of the boys are returning there as well. So. I tried to get on to Rob Smith. He wouldn't give me much. Um, older brother, Benny, who, who runs the side, so he wouldn't give too much away. But I've heard that, yeah, Gar is going across there. They'll be strong again, but they're tight lip. Um, yeah. I've heard the Yowies. The Yowies have got Bradman Best. Wow. And Gagai. Wow. And yeah. maybe another big name. Big, big, big name. Massive name. All right. They're um, they're usually pretty quiet going in. Yeah, they don't they don't let much let don't let much go. So no. Yeah. I know that um you know they were pretty disappointed last year. I I, I heard a little whisper. I don't know how true it was. Obviously, Davey Armstrong and them are there as well. I thought he might have went back, played out out west there, but I think he's there as well. He's um been playing the uh, second. Second grade or reserve grade for Newcastle fullback winger. Yeah. Uh, and I heard last year that they sort of held a few of them back because they thought they might have got through against that young Kempsey side. Yeah. Uh, I heard a whisper there were a few um, big names on their roster, but they didn't dress them because they were pretty confident. And, you know, when they got beat by that young side, they obviously uh, pretty filthy. Um, and that this year they were going to try and go all out. So when Walk and I put their mind to something, mm. they'll go as hard as they need to to make it happen. So, um, you know, following in, in in the footsteps and the legacy of their old old dad, old Uncle Jimmy as well. So they'll yeah. want to be strong again. So um, I think the Yowies will be hard to beat by the sounds of it. Yeah, 100%. Any other news, bros? Nah. Nah. Well, uh... We'll have some more news next week, but um, keep sending it through. Team lists are good if you can send that through, get your hands on any of them, or group chats. Mm. Um, let's get into the discussion topic. Um, I think a few weeks ago when me, you and Tom Cap were on, we, we again, we had a discussion around sort of levelling the um, the knockout out, the playing field out. So I put a, put a bit of a uh, question up on the group chat, on, the, uh, on Facebook, sorry, and, and it was... Would you like to see a second second tier competition um, added into the Koori knockout? It could be like um, uh, smaller entry fee, smaller winnings, and obviously you'd have the, the bigger competition. Um, I'll run through a few comments first. There's a few fired up people here. Um, Desi Anderson said no. That's how division in the knockout occurs. You'll have two KOs again with the stronger teams. Um, as well, still trying to claim the money in the second competition. Brett French said, no, one winner, that's all. Uh, Cameron Blair said, I think it's the only way the knockout can uh, continue to uh, move forward. The smaller community teams never have a chance to, to compete against the bigger teams. Thoughts, bro? Yeah, I'm with Cam. I'm with Cameron there. Like, 
and that was my comment on it. I, I just feel like, um, yeah, we can look at the draw now and we can probably, like I said, probably mention six, eight, ten teams. And, um, yes, a lot of people will, will be of the belief that it, they'll be the only teams that can genuinely win it. Um, and last year there was a, yeah, it was a, it was a tough draw, but still the cream rose to the top. I think the only sort of surprise um, coming through to the Monday was probably Nanama. Um, yeah. Carl Gray was always tipped to be there. Um, the Sleeping Giants were obviously the All Blacks because they had a good draw and they were over on, on field two. But, you know, WAC were always tipped to, to give it a shake as well. So I think it was um, pretty accurate and I think it'll be the same again. But, you know, I could be wrong. That's only my opinion. But I just believe that the smaller communities cannot compete with, because of the um, the money and the sponsorship that these bigger clubs uh, generate and attract, you know, when you got big names and you got people that are running um, million-dollar organisations, as opposed to, you know, fellas out there, out in the bush, you know, in, in in little small towns that just haven't got the backing. Well, it's a landslide in terms of uh, what you can attract and what you can, uh, in terms of player and players and sponsorship and all that, as opposed to, you know, the smaller teams that struggle to rake, you know, rake up enough money with all their own fundraising to get motel rooms, like they can, them big teams can get one sponsor, um, you know, 30, 40 grand to cover all of that. Yeah. Yeah, like little teams out west can run 100 clubs and, and footy doubles all year and still not make that. Mm. Yeah. How can we say that it's, you know, they've got an opportunity or a chance, they just, they haven't. We're delusional if we think that the smaller communities um, can come from win a knockout uh, without, you know, the backing that that the bigger one, the bigger teams have got, you know what I mean? Um, mm. And we talked about the exceptions that are all maybe to Tumalas and uh, the Boomies and, uh, you know, a couple of teams like that. But if you, if Toby Keys, for example, is going to, yeah, try and get a, the, the McLean boys. I'm hearing a go on there, but Fafitas are being mentioned because Big Toe plays with um, one of the Fafita boys down here at the entrance in this Newcastle comp. You know what I mean? So if they can get them them sort of players, it's still going to cost them money. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is that yeah. money that they can generate out more from sponsorship and, and different things as well? Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you, I think you spoke about it a few weeks back. Like like you said, um, the, the small communities, like you take Brewarrina for an example. Like you said, that there wouldn't be any business in Bree that would be given sponsorship over five hundred bucks, a thousand bucks. You know, like it's exactly. It'd be tough for some of them teams, you know, just to even get there. And and I, on the comments, there was a lot of people saying, no, um, if you put a second second tier competition in, teams would still sack their teams and, and all that sort of thing. But I think like if you if you put a reduced entry fee in, like five hundred bucks, is thirty two teams. They might only win fifteen grand. Like the big name players aren't going to be sitting in the second tier competition when they could be up in the big one. You know, like the the, the big name players aren't going to be sitting in a small community competition um, when there's you know the big one at, at stake. So I, I don't I don't think that's a, sort of a fair case. You know, I think. If if there was a smaller competition with smaller prize money, that's for the bush teams or you know small little community teams, little memorial teams, whatever it is, and then 
you know, the, the big ones pay a little bit more on the entry fee. You know, if, if they end up paying two grand for an entry fee or three grand, that, that'd be nothing for some of these big teams that pay right. 60 grand for accommodation or, you know. Um, I'll, so, give you, yeah. brother, I'll give you an example. We put in a side um, at Bathurst, the, a Bree side, all local brothers, um, Charlie McHugh's uh, captain us, a legend out there. Um, yeah. If we were selling doubles for five hundred, uh, five dollars for five hundred, we weren't doing any like yeah three for ten or whatever. If we measure that out, I think it's one hundred and sixty-nine, right? So that gives you eight hundred and forty-five dollars. Now you take five hundred dollars out of that, you get three hundred and forty-five dollars profit every week. You do that for twenty weeks or twenty twenty-six weeks. You know what I mean? You, you're still not even clearing what seven, eight grand. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Huh? Like yeah, gear comes up if you want to get. Like I just ordered some gear for our 17 through um, Sonali, and I think it cost us like four grand, mm. four and a half grand or something. That's for yeah. gear. That yeah, that's for gear. And, and like like we've said it over the last few weeks. Like there was some like confirmed. Big name players from Queensland coming down and playing the Koori Knockout last year that 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 were openly saying they were getting 10, 15 grand for one player. Like, you, you know, the little teams can't compete, brother. The small communities, as much as we um, would love to keep the the knockout alive and, and you know offer hope for for our little small communities. I'm from out there, brother. I know what it's like. I, mm. Like I said, we we put sides in. You know, we've helped other sides. Um, come to big knockouts. It, it, it's unfair in terms of um, yeah what the big sides can get opposed to the small sides in mm. terms of that holiday a lot. And he speaks a lot of languages. Mm. Oh, That's it. And I feel like a, a lot of the um, when you read the comments, like it's it's funny. Like a lot of the um, people who are associated with big names say, no, 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 leave it as it is, or you know, <laughs> like but they're like, don't worry about who's getting paid. It's all the people from the big names who sort of want to put on the, you know, talk about that sort of stuff. But again, you, you get the people from the smaller communities sort of having their say for, for you know, what the best for them, you know? Yeah. And I, like, I love knockout, brother. We all love knockouts. I've been going to knockout since 92 when I was eight year old at Redfern, you know what I mean? I, I love knockouts, brother. And I love what it stands for, but it's gone away from that. Yeah, well, a lot of the old traditionalists don't come either because it's not like it used to be where everyone played for the community and it was even. Mm. Now it's you know let's if we're going to win it, let's stack it. Let's do you know let's get the best players. We're going to spend as much as we need to to get there yeah. and make them come back. We want to make sure they're in. You know, well, we look after them. We want to make sure like little sides from out home can't. Can't fill a esky up with Powerades and waters and you know have have twenty chickens and you know what I mean like it mm. it can't happen, brother. You yeah, you, you got enough money to get yourself down there and maybe give them a couple hundred dollars for fuel and mm. you know hopefully you can look after them and give them a couple couple of dollars to get in the gate or something. But other than that, like I played with the Yowies in '05 and. Um, yeah, we we're in five star motels, and I never got any money or anything. But it was like playing like with Newcastle and Penrith. Yeah. Through, but you get on the bus, brother, and everything's laid on for you. 
you know, like there's muffins, there's Powerades, there's waters, there's fruits, there's like fellas from out the bush that never experienced that in their lives. You know, there's bread rolls, there's wraps, there's sandwiches, everything. Yeah. They a difference in the professionalism. Yeah. And it's no knock on the on, on the little communities, but they just haven't got that to compete. That's the sort of stuff that they're up against. Yeah. Yeah, that's it, brother. Well, We'll sort of see how it plays out, you know, and um, see, you know, if there's any of the big, uh, in the smaller communities that get up there in the, the top eight, top four, which would be really good to see. Um, but yeah, well, some, you know, something, something that's going to be um, a discussion for a long, long time until sort of something happens. So, yeah. <laughs> I hope well, they get it right, though, because, you know, like we, like I said, we all love Knockout Brother and we all want the Knockout to be healthy. We all want everyone to come and, and feel like they got a chance, you know what I mean? So... Yeah. I think they do something with it so that everyone's on a level playing field. That's it, bro. We'll uh, move along to discussion topic number two. Um, in your own opinion, are you happy with the way that Aboriginality has been managed in the knockout in recent years? I, I don't know about <coughs> you, bro, but I remember like the early, oh, early 2000s, mid 2000s, late 2000s. I feel like there was a protest every second game about someone's Aboriginality, but you don't really see it that much anymore, the protests and all that sort of thing. But it's really a hard one to manage. I think, you know, that by the um, by the rule book is, you know, that you, you just need the confirmation and that's sort of that's sort of there and that's what they're sort of doing. Um, I know up in the QMC, it, and, and again, it's not sort of like a foolproof system, but they add that extra layer of to play in the QMC, you need the... Aboriginal 715 health check, obviously, because you get their um, association with um, deadly choices. Um, and I suppose with that, there it puts a little bit of layer of protection in, like, that you've got to go to the AMS and be a patient with the AMS to get your 715 health check. So there's a little bit more, uh, I suppose, protection, I suppose, to, to getting getting in and all that sort of thing. What's your thoughts, bro? Are you happy with the way it's been managed in recent years? No, and people know that I haven't been happy because... I was one of the vocal ones. Everyone thought it. I was the one who's, who spoke my mind last year. Um, and yeah, I copped a bit of backlash as well. Um, you know, from, from a lot of people that live in the community down here, because I mentioned it about a brother that played, um, yeah, Cade Snowden played with Newcastle All Blacks. And um, yeah, like I'm pretty close with, with oh, I wouldn't say I'm close with him, but I went to school with the brother, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, so me, Scott, Clary Moore and Brad Ty, Daryl Gordon, all these fellas, Lukey Walsh, we all went come through Hunter Sports together, brother. Yeah. Uh, we were the older fellas, me, Brad, Daryl and Clary and, and Scott and uh, Lukey and, and Cade were the younger fellas all coming through, you know what I mean? So, um, and I, I just said, look, um, he never identified at school and I've been at Hunter Sports for 14 years and I've had his young father there as well. And um, when you when you're an AEO in schools, brother, like you get um, obvious, obviously everyone that ticks the box box um, on the enrolment form, you get a list of all those kids. You know what I mean? And his his younger brother um, never ever identified in six years of school either. You know what I mean? So I was just I was just stating facts, and um, that that's just one one example. But yeah, I, I don't know. I think. Um, I'll tell you now, I'll tell you that um, in, in the past, people have paid um, or taken money and, and signed 
confirmations and and yeah, put a common seal stamp to it. I I just say like, um, it's not what the knockout was set up for, brother. There's smaller mm. knockouts that our, our non-Aboriginal brothers and sisters can go and play in, and we'd love that, you know, for them to experience and that. We love the fact that they all want to be a part of something so special that means so much to our mob, you know what I mean? Mm. But the the one on the long weekend, the big one, the Koori knockout is a standalone. Um, but come along and, and play with um, the ones in the lead-up. That's where you can come along and, and play with your your brothers and sisters, you know, your Aboriginal, Torres Strait Islander brothers and sisters, um, but not the big one. Like, like I've mentioned that I feel like people are selling their souls to try and win a knockout if if they go to that extent, you know what I mean? Because what happens if your kids want to go to university and and the same fella um, that you gave a confirmation to to try and win a knockout goes for um, to union, tries to get the same scholarship or wins a scholarship over your child. You know, you're not going to be happy then. Like yeah. IBA and out, you know, like give business loans and that for for our people to, um, yeah, in, in terms of self-determination, brother, and trying to build wealth and all those sorts of things. Um, what happens if they go for those loans and beat you when you want to, Try and you know better yourself and your family and your community, and try and uh, open up this business that's going to help young fellas be better and all that sort of stuff in community. You know what I mean? Mm. When you know deep down in your heart that you've done it for the wrong reasons, I think it'll come back and bite our people. But the only way to stop it is um, don't do it. If they can prove their line, um, yeah, 100%. You know what I mean? There's a process. Go back. Go through. Um, the people out where, where you believe your old people are from, you know, the community. Um, for me, obviously, in a smaller town, it's going to be pretty easy if you, if you like, grown up there. And um, a lot of people don't leave communities, brother. There's a lot, generally a lot of people that remain. So um, the followers, the old people that remain for a long time will know, you know, a few generations back. So mm. we just got to do it the right way because otherwise it's, you know, it causes all problems, and and um, we know that it, it has happened. Um, but I don't know. Like I heard a comment last year as well when when we were um, d disputing it all. I had people in the in the street say to me, "Yeah, I keep going on with it," you know. Like, but everyone everyone's telling me to keep going on with it, and they all um, yeah talking about it, but no one was willing to put their name to it. And, and challenge, you know what I mean? Even though a lot of a lot of the brothers and sisters, aunties and uncles, even uh, were saying keep doing it, you know, keep going with it, and we need to make changes. Still, wouldn't put their name to to different things, but it needs to stop, you know. Like um, this is the people's knockout. Uh, help help the brothers and sisters if if they're on their journey to find. And we we see that a lot in schools, brother. We we refer them to um yeah native. To, uh, I helped a young lady just the other week with you know native title. She she went through, got paperwork, and showed me a family tree. And um, it happened. One her old great great grandmother was on there. That happened to be on the 114 um, apical ancestors of the Gomeroy native title claim, where I got two of my old ancestors on there. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. then it's the process of okay, find out where that old woman's from, go back to an Aboriginal organisation in that community. And get your confirmation like that. But you got all the proof here. You got your family tree here from um, Native Title, you know, NTS Corp. 
yeah. that's the proof there. Go back and, and chase it all because you've got your line. For the mm. people that don't have their line, brother, it's a matter of going to the organisations and let them help you. People are willing to help. Yeah. Um, they'll point you in the right direction, but um, do it the right way and do it for the right reasons, you know what I mean? Um, mm. my, you know, excuses I heard too was um, stolen generation and my old grandmother was taken when she was six brother to Kudamundra. She just recently passed. She was 94. So I understand that process as well, but please don't use that as a cop-out because that's a cop-out to them old fellas who were taken and, and had their childhood taken away from them and, you know, like all of that sort of stuff, my brother. Have the worst yeah. thing ever imagined done to them at those homes. Don't use that as a cop-out. But, uh, you know, there obviously are people that have gone through it, but help, let's help them. Let's refer them to Link Up. Let's refer them to NTS Corp. Let's refer them to IATSIS and you know, mm. whatever other bodies there are out there that can can help people, you know what I mean? Because, yeah, we don't want them to be lost. We want them to feel what we feel as pe as Aboriginal people, you know what I mean? That, that special connection. Yeah. Uh, different brother we are different we are unique uh, so we want them to feel that but let's do it the right way let's help them the right way let's not just sign something off um, when they say they are without proving yeah they are, I mean because a lot of brothers and sisters that can tell you their line is still can't get confirmation I know I know um, sister girl just around the corner here you know mm. family is well known in Canamble and, and all those sorts of things, you can't get a confirmation. They've lived in Maitland area for 20 odd years and can't get a confirmation off um, Minda River, you know, land council. And, yeah. and they've lived around here for 20, 25 years. But if they go back to Canamble, they'll get that just like that. No worries, you know what I mean? But because they've lived here, they've sort of thought that they're, they're established here as well. So, I mean, that's good on Minda's part, but um, Canam in Canamble, they would give that to them straight away. But yeah. That's the sort of stuff that's happening. Fellas are, have grown up grassroots and, um, you know, got family that are actually working in identified positions and they can't even get their confirmation, you know what I mean? Yeah, and then yeah. sending confirmations away to people who can't tell us where the connection is. Yeah. I just want to read a comment out. You, you, sort, you sort of brushed on it there before. Uh, Brother Trent Shelton said, he said, um, I'd have to admit it hasn't been the best in recent years. But if you pay enough coin or if you have enough skill to play footy, you'll get your paperwork easy. And I think that's there's a few people sort of comment on that and said 100%. You know, yeah, one of the most disappointing comments I heard last year, brother, was you proved that they're not. And if it was going down that path, it, yeah, it's pretty disappointing because um, you should have to prove that you are as well. You know, you should know your line and that. Yeah. I, I believe, you know what I mean? But. That's only my opinion, but I know I share the same opinion as a lot of grassroots, grassroots mob as well, you know. Yeah, um, I mentioned the uh, the QMC and the, the little bit of protection they've got with, you know, you have to you have to get your certain <coughs> five health check, which obviously, you know, you got to be a, a member of your um, local AMS. And I suppose, you know, they, they you know, local AMSs would probably turn people away if they um, if they weren't considered Aboriginal. You know, is there any anything like that you could sort of possibly consider for the Koori knockout. Um, I know it's been in place for a long time, just the standard confirmation of Aboriginality, but anything you can sort of think of, brother? Uh, no, nah, because <clears throat> I'll tell you something, like from from schools and that, we, we get a lot of um, 
the students that have identified with us through schools because we say to them when they get to around not year nine year ten when they want to go out and do work experience or or go to you know university camps and all those sorts of things start looking at um your family history now because when you get old enough you will have to prove um your aboriginality you'll need that paperwork you know yep. what i mean um but we give them something to say that they have identified um, as Aboriginal while ever they've been at school. But that is not, this is not, um, yeah, confirmation of Aboriginality. That's yeah. just to say, we can't challenge or we can't knock them back in, um, in the school system, whether they can, yeah, tick the box. And I think it's up to the community to challenge that, you know what I mean? But yeah, we open ourselves up to all different lawsuits and all those sorts of things. But that's, one of the things that, um, we, you know, I know that schools, um, you know, do regularly just, just to say that they've identified, but it, yeah, they, they have to go and find further um, uh, pa paperwork that's going to uh, confirm their Aboriginality, brother. But I, I, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is there because <clears throat> how do the committee prove that they're not and how do they prove that they are just word of mouth as well i think yeah. the, the only way to take it away is everyone have your confirmation of aboriginality or you can't play you know what i mean mm. yeah that's go it. back and get your confirmation lodge it with your team manager so you should have 25 um confirmations there for every player um and boom boom prove your line if someone I don't know, like, I don't even know the process anymore, to be honest with you, Matt. Mm. Like, uh, like you said, there haven't really been a lot of protests in, in previous years. And I would imagine back in the day when them old staunch fellas from Nala and that got those, that um, there'd be hefty discussions about, yeah, who, mm. who you're related to and, and where you're from. And, yeah. yeah, lengthy discussions. I don't, I don't know. Um, with the world we live in now, do, are we open ourselves up for lawsuits and that as well? I don't know, brother. Um, mm. But I just think if, if people are doing the wrong thing, please stop because it's going to come back to bite you. Um, yeah, send send them on the right path and help them out, but don't just sign something because you you know you got a common seal stamp and you got an organisation and um, you want to try and win a knockout. That's all, that's all I'm saying. Because I've heard yeah. that it's happening in the past, and people have had it in the past, and yeah, charge money and just sign something, you know, mm. to make a quick buck. Yeah, and just quickly before we finish on that topic, like um, I mentioned at the start, like you, <laughs> there hasn't really been many protests in recent years. I know a lot of the smaller knockouts, um, they put in their sort of um, their rule book or what, what do you call it like the the registration pack that no no um protests will be considered once you've signed your team on and all that sort of thing so i don't know whether that's still the same in the Koori knockout or, or if they've got something in there in, in the rule book um but yeah i know a lot of the smaller ones they they put in their line in the registration pack that no no protests will be considered they you know once you sign your team on that's that's it so That'll be that'll be pretty good, you know. But again, it's a it's a lengthy, um, yeah, sort of process. So it'd have to be in um, a little bit earlier. But if if it's in with that system you you talked about, you and Tomcat, where um, they lodge it, yeah, you know, like that Play NRL app or whatever, 
lodged mm. it in a few days before, and yeah. maybe House committee can go through it, and any questions they've got or whatever, they can ring the um, yeah the committee of of the the club that's in question. I don't know. I don't know how, how it will work, brother. But yeah, let's do all the th things and be above board and do it the right way. Otherwise, them old fellows will be turning in their grave. You know. Yeah, hundred percent. Move along to shout-outs, brother. I've just got one here. Um, brother Michael French, um, who we've had on the show last year, um, big supporter of, I think, both shows. Um, got got crook a couple of years ago and have, had to have his um, leg taken off. But um, during the week there, I think he um, he started his first training session doing wheelchair rugby. So shout-out to the brother Michael. And he, he just asked um, if he, if anyone knows any other black fellas out there that's playing wheel, wheelchair rugby to possibly reach out to him. Um, so good to see you, brother, brother Michael, getting back out and about and <clears> um, playing a bit of sport. Any shout-outs, bros? Uh, obviously, um, our under-17s, New West Newcastle side, played in the Grandy yesterday and um, got a win. So um, shout-out to all the boys. I think they're still going, uh, drinking water, obviously, because they're only 17. But still partying hard on the water and the uh, chocolate and different things. So all the best um, boys, um, yeah, in the next sort of couple of weeks as well as they go through and have junior junior rep trials, uh, a number of them will go and, and trial with different clubs. So congratulations to all the brothers there um, and all the coaching staff. Um, yeah, and all the best in the near future with all the trials and that. Stay safe. Good stuff. Um, as I mentioned early in the show, this will be our last discussion topic. Um, we're into September next week, so right in the thick of things. So um, next Sunday, we will probably pick maybe one or two smaller knockouts. I, I've seen the Lismore knockouts confirmed there, 20 teams. So we might have a brush through and have a look at the sides in that. Um, had a little bit of talk and um, we'll sort of see if there's any other smaller knockouts that's confirmed some of their teams have a bit of a yarn about. I know there's plenty coming up over the next three weeks uh, before the before the big one, uh, three, four weeks. So, yeah, any team news for the big one, still send it in. Any team news for the smaller knockouts, send it in. We'll, we'll definitely have a chat about any team that's sort of participating and um, give you some shout-outs and all that sort of thing. Really appreciate everyone tuning in um, and um, being a part of all the discussion topics. It's been really good. Open you know, opened some really good discussions there and a few people got very fiery over the weeks, but um, it's good <laughs> just to have a bit of a discussion about it. So thanks everyone for tuning in and we'll, we'll see you next week. Cheers. Oh, can you do it?